but my name is Sam Beckinsale and I played firefighter Kate Stevens in London's Burning in the 90s. What, how I got cast was uh, the, the, the normal, the normal um, process of auditioning. Uh, but it was it was quite funny because I had very long curly hair, and I went in to see Paul Knight, the the, the producer, and he was he he was talking about my hair and how as a firefighter you know that might be problematic and everything. And I said, well, if that's the only thing that's stopping me from getting the job, then I'll cut my hair off. And I think that that probably got the got the role for me. So. Um, yeah, it, it was a normal audition process, went in to see them and had to, you know, wait with bated breath to see if I got the part. Very excited when I when I had and then of course went off for the for the training to to Southwark and that was phenomenal. It was two weeks of training and you mainly did the physical stuff. And I can remember turning up with my, you know, my boots, my uniform on, and um, we were doing we were doing an exercise of running the hose up the tower, and I had these gloves on, that, and they just got soaking wet, and I couldn't, the, the, my fingers weren't even in the fingers, so I just I just sort of flung this um, glove off because I was you know running the hose. And they was just begging to sail. And uh, don't ever do that again. So just, oh my God. Um, but it was absolutely the most fantastic experience. And uh, yeah, it, 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 was, it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. But well, what I can tell you about my very first episode was, it was absolutely petrifying. So, like I say, we'd done the training and I was very aware that I was picking up the baton from Kath Rogers, who'd been in the original movie and was the, the groundbreaker, if you like. And I was very conscious of the fact that I was carrying on her legacy, both as an actress and character-wise from Josie to Kate, but, but also at the same time that we were very different, both as actors and as characters. And I was, Kate was from the, from the North. She was very feisty, but she was also very, she was second generation in the sense that what I loved about the character and what they'd, what they'd done with her was she was not only a firefighter but was still very feminine and one of my favorite clips i've actually got a picture of it is when i was kate was she was i was dressed as a chicken and saying you don't you know i'm a woman <laughs> it was like just dressed up in a chicken suit and everything so i was aware of all of these things when i went on the first episode and i was absolutely petrified not only that, because the whole crew, all the cast, and Kath were, were there on my first scene. And my first scene was to come down a pole, land on a specific 
spot and say this first line and they're all banked in front of me. Um, Ken, the, the, uh, the cinematographer, was absolutely fantastic. All the crew were brilliant. But I kept, and I'd sort of like spin down and hit, and I had to hit a specific mark. And I think I got it wrong a couple of times. I was like, oh my God. Um, but I got there, I got there in the end. So yeah, that was, that's my overriding memory of my first episode and the sense of relief when I'd actually hit the spot, said the line, <sighs> and that was it, you know, off and running then. Uh, well, my, my character did have a love interest, but that came at the end um, of my stint in London's Burning. So, and this is, it's a, it's an, it's a concurrent theme. I mean, at the moment, uh, we've just had a thing with London Fire Brigade and misogyny and, and it's so, it's so disappointing because I can say categorically that I never experienced that and when I was in my training squad 490 and I still you know I still remember them all Aubrey and I never felt that I was treated um, particularly differently and I certainly didn't feel any disrespect towards me either from the for either from the the, the, the um, trainers or or from the the, the the men that I was with who were going on to be real firefighters, and in fact there was a bit of an incident in that when I'd finished my training, I got a phone call saying, you know, did I feel like I'd been assaulted? Did I feel like I'd been treated inappropriately because what had happened throughout the training at the end of the training was there was a big pool and they'd picked me up and taken me and dunked me in the water but that was very much meant as and taken by me as an acceptance so and somebody apparently had seen it and reported it as as, as um, an assault so I, I very much stood with the, the London Fire Brigade that that was not the case. And I also remember one of the one of the, the trainers and we were we were going through doing a bit of training where you're going to have to go through a concrete drain with your BA mask on with a, a shower cap so you can't see. And I hadn't listened to what he was he was saying to me and I my shoulders got stuck and I did get it pulled me out and I was oh my god I'm stuck and he pulled me out and I stood there and he I was I was a bit I was a bit I had a bit of a wobble and he said he just looked at me and he said well you don't have to go in again if you don't want to and it was in that moment I am going in again and I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it properly so there were lots of elements of myself as a person in Kate's character where, and that's where the writers were fantastic. Paul Knight, the producer was, I think the way that he cast everybody, you were very much allowed to bring something of yourself to the part. And, um, you know, like I say, I think 
towards the end it became much more based on the characters and their love lives and their their relationships and that wasn't the case so much when when we were in it it was actually still a very much a political beast in terms of being a show we worked so closely with the london fire brigade and there were controversial storylines you know i remember the um the moonlighting episode and obviously, you know, we, we, we trialled their uh, equipment and, and costumes and stuff for them. And it was, I would have rather, with Kate's ending storyline, have been that she had been promoted maybe and moved on rather than leaving to, to follow a man because that didn't sit with the rest of what had gone before. But I had rather left them in the lurch, so it was fair enough. Well, I've had I've I've had lots of now women who were girls then who have come to me and said that they they were inspired to at the very least consider being a firefighter as a job. I think it's that it's one of those things of when it's about representation and when you see something you think oh I can actually do that but I don't think it was necessarily Kate Stevens as a character herself it was the fact that like I say it was like passing on the baton so I picked it up from Kath and passed it on to the female firefighters through to Heather, Heather Pierce you know um so I think it was it's more about the representation of females in the fire service and um, when I did my training when you do your training and we all did this when you did your training you went off for two nights and stayed in a in a, a working fire station and mine was in Soho because it was I think there were only three stations in London that actually had female firefighters at that time so I, I was I was put in Soho and it was incredible you know there were no there were no female toilets there was no female dormitory there was no um there were no female specific facilities in that sense but at the same time there was a a respect you know we were separated out um so we got sleep at night but you're you're there as a firefighter first and foremost and that's That was that was very apparent, and that that to me that was really good. I mean, I was separated out and put in this year. I don't know what it is about yellow chicken suits, but like this this sort of big yellow, big yellow suit. So when we blues and twos through through London, which was just fantastic, in the middle of the night, um, they I, obviously I wasn't in uniform because I wasn't officially a qualified firefighter. Although I still have got my certificate. Um, but I think, so yes, some people, some girls, I think, were inspired to become firefighters. But I think it was also about considering jobs that they maybe wouldn't have considered doing before because they weren't seen as particularly female things to be doing. So, And it, that is something that I'm really proud to have been a part of. So. 
Well, yes, like I said um, earlier, I think it was very much passing the baton on and I'm still, I'm, I still feel that even now that it was, you know, when the first movie was made in the first series, it was absolutely groundbreaking and the show wouldn't have got made at all. It wouldn't be made today, that's for sure. Um, health and safety reasons, but also London, Jerry Clarkson, um, who I thought was fab, and Paul Knight, the producer. It was very much hand in glove and a very symbiotic relationship between London Fire Brigade and, and London's Burning. And it was a very close working relationship and the show wouldn't even have got off the ground without that connection and with that, without that working together. And that theme ran through the whole crew, all the cast, uh, we were all very close and I think we were all very aware of the responsibilities in various ways that we had in terms of representing the fire brigades around the world, let alone London. Um, but I know it wouldn't get made today. Uh, uh, there was there was a rumour that I heard that uh, Jerry made a couple of tenders disappear which was <laughs> for, for a little while, which was how it got shot in the first place. But certainly in terms of the female firefighter character, I, I should think that we all felt that, not only that weight, but that that privilege. It sound, that sounds a bit cool, but you know, it was and it is. And certainly Kath set the bar high. So, you know, hopefully we all, Hopefully we all did it justice. I mean, <laughs> looking back now at sort of what an extraordinary programme it, it, it was. I mean, we knew, we knew it was 18, 19 million views a week. It's unheard of these days. But it was more, it was more than that. And Paul Knight actually said to me, I could have stayed another year but I think similar to Steve it was my first big job I was aware that I was getting very typecast already and so I made I made the decision to leave and it probably was a year early who knows but I'm not one for regrets and I had I know I'll never have another job like London's Burning or experience what I experienced there. I don't think any of us will. It was absolutely phenomenal and it's always been the best job I've ever done. It was about making a decision and they actually, <laughs> it, was, it, it was quite funny but also quite telling is that, I remember Paul didn't believe me when I said that I, I wanted to leave. Um, I don't know why, but I, he just didn't believe me. Um, and he did, like I say, later say to me, I could have stayed another year and it wouldn't have it wouldn't have impacted that much. But I just felt it was the right time for me. And the same as with following on from Kath, my character was quite different to hers. Characters after me were different to me. And I just felt it was the 
as a young actor with the things, other things I wanted to do. Because we filmed, it wasn't a soap, and some people called it a soap. We filmed for eight months of the year, and which was fantastic. But it didn't leave much time in between to be doing other things like theatre or, you know, I'm a great, um, I'm very passionate about British, independent British films. So on the one hand, it gave me the opportunity to, uh, to, to do work that I didn't need to be paid for, even though we weren't paid very much on London's Burning, certainly not by, by, uh, later standards or as would be now but it was it was restricting me so I I made that decision um I probably could have stayed the extra year but I think if I'd stayed the extra year I would have stayed the whole way through it was just too good a job it was fantastic so you know but I don't regret leaving I would have hoped actually that Kate would have progressed through the ranks. I like to think that, you know, she might be a chief fire officer now. I don't think she'd have been able to stay at Blackwall to do that. I think she would have had to have moved around. Um, because I think with, with any with any firefighter, the station that you, that you start at moving through the ranks and staying in that place, in any organisation, I think you have to be moved, moved around. But I think especially as a female. And I can remember seeing the first female the real life, first real life female fire officer, chief fire officer, and I just thought, yes, fantastic, you know. Uh, but like I say, it's also about being a firefighter first and foremost. And but there was an element of of, of pride that I had been a part of something, however small, that might have contributed towards having a female chief fire officer uh, as a norm so yes it's um that's what i'd hope but i i think as a character with kate as a character i think she would have i think she would have worked her way up through the ranks very much so she was always she was bolshy she was but she was good at her job as well she was very she was a good firefighter and so yeah, I would like to think that uh, yeah, she had her own station somewhere. So how the filming would work was would it be what's called twelve day turnaround. So we would film all station scenes pretty much together, and then there would be the shouts at the end of the, the the 12 days and we'd move to night shifts so we'd do day shifts obviously when we were filming in the in the station and it was a black wall it was a working station so the bells would go we'd have to move out of the way and off they'd go and then they'd come back so as i said before it was a very symbiotic relationship with with the london fire brigade so we were actually shooting in a real working station so we'd do the day shifts and then you'd shift to the night shifts, obviously in the dark, fires are much more um, dramatic and you can see them. So we'd go off to wherever and obviously the big, the big shouts at the end of each series 
occasionally we would go those ones that we went to Peterborough where it'd be the massive double series ending shout and uh, but yeah we, we 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 were everywhere in in the Thames um we're just all over London all sorts of things going some very funny things happened as well it was it was a lot of fun um but you would so you 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 were split days and night shifts on a 12-day turnaround, you'd have a day off and then you'd start again. So that's how it would work. I have to be entirely honest. I don't remember that scene. There are other scenes that I remember and stuff that happened behind the scenes um, with a, a, a lot stronger memory. And I hate to say it, but I've... I haven't watched it a lot. Um... And I'm not sure why, I don't know if it's because I know I'll never experience that kind of job again or that kind of camaraderie. I mean, we used to, not only did we get on, and but there were, there were the odd sort of like little fallouts, but not many. But we all had our own nicknames as well, personally. Mine was Freehold because I was um, very into properties and... Uh, property design and stuff um but we all looked after each other we all very much were a team like i say not just the cast but the crew as well and um we'd go out together by choice you know big like just on a, on a regular basis sean blowers bit of a devil he he introduced me to uh yeah it was uh he was often in the lead and uh, <laughs> hedonisty um and we would go for mexican nights but also he i had my first ever japanese um what's the japanese rice wine um sake and he'd said to me just be careful sammy so because you'll drink you'll feel absolutely fine until you actually want to stand up and walk yes that absolutely happened and i was you know but they were they were fantastic. Jimmy Hazeldean was a, a a really good friend of my dad's actually, and they all very much looked after me. But at the same time, we were all quite equal, and I love them to bits. And obviously, Ross was one of the first loves of my life. So, um. It, it was just a very, very special times and those, so I might not remember specific scenes in that sense, but the memories that I do have are vast and will stay with me forever. So like I said before, we all, we all did training and it was at the now sadly defunct Southwark um, training centre on the embankment and I can remember turning up with my uniform and this quad, you go through the archway and there was this cold quad and you were, it was fantastic actually because you were very much, once you got in there, you were very much treated as a recruit. And again, I had a separate changing room to everybody else. But I can remember, you know, you had to walk around the side of the quad. You couldn't just walk over it. Um, and once I got that uniform on, that's what I was. I was a recruit, same as all the others. 
So we concentrated more on the physical side of it because you had to, to like cram all the training into into two weeks. And there was a little bit in terms of the the written work, but certainly nowhere near what the other recruits were doing. And they just, I mean, for them, the actual cramming in of everything that they had to learn was phenomenal and obviously they were going on to do it in in real life and we did go out we went to York Hall to a boxing match some of the boys took me there to to, to a boxing match it was my first time at York Hall it was absolutely fantastic and like I said my squad was 490 I will never forget that and I have a photograph as well of all of us together and I, I don't I'm not in touch with any of them now but I think of them often and I hope that they're all well and happy and safe and most of them might well if they can carry on probably be retiring now actually but which is scary to think it was 30 years ago um, but it was it, the, the, Without that training, the show wouldn't be what it was because it it wasn't just the physical training. It wasn't just the learning of the technical terms or things like that. It was, I think we were very blessed and very lucky to get to experience a taste of the reality of firefighting. But like I said, without that, I don't think we could, the show wouldn't have been what it, it was and it wouldn't have hit the notes that it did. And I think that was something that was very important from its inception, uh, you know, carrying on through. And I would just, I feel honoured to have been a part of it. Well, I mean, London's Burning was catapulted me from um you know I was just starting out in my career I'd I was I was building building my experience building my confidence building my craft if you like and then this this enormously amazing thing came my way and I think it not it not only impacted me career wise really positively. Like I say, I left because it was you know everything had to involve a uniform. So um, and I have played lots of lots of police and army whatever, but um, it also impacted me. I think as a as a person as a, as a, as an actor, but as a person. The skills that I learned, um, you were flying by the seat of your pants. It was, I couldn't have had a better grounding or training in working actually on film, because that's, that's the other thing people don't realise, it was shot on film. So it was, it was a movie every week. We were shooting, what's, what's the equivalent, it's now a long programme. And that's just shy of a feature film every week. And there are, it's, it was very different from uh, video, you know, shooting on video, technically. Um, so that experience 
and the just the just the talent, whether it was the actors or or, or the crew, the tech guys, uh, it was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. So for that to be my first really big introduction, I mean the very first my very first time on screen was doing a, a training video and uh, I was dressed like as a cleaner with a mop so I was just like this in the back you know um, so I went from that to to having to you know come down a, a fireman's pole land on a spot with a, 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 a all the tracking and the, the camera it was just it was a baptism by fire but it also meant that any job going forward, I did, it didn't frighten me because I knew I knew I'd had a really, really good grounding and skill. The level, of the writers, the producers, like I say, the actors and the crew, right the way through. Um, the, the makeup artists, you know, you'd come into work at six in the morning. One of them would be sat there with a lamb bone, with sort of bits hanging out, creating the most phenomenal things um right the way through and actually but also the team the feeling of being a team and of all working together towards something was was phenomenal so it impacted me in lots of ways not just my career and all good well i absolutely loved being one of the watch and uh sean was the biggest prankster but he's also an absolute sweetheart. Um, but some of the some of the funniest things. Remember, we were doing there's one episode. Uh, we were by the Thames, and it was Jimmy's birthday, and it had got to about sort of five six in the morning. So he'd he'd been. It was like he wasn't going to be in the next shot. That was that was that was going to be it. His his time was over. So it was his birthday. So he had a couple of shots of sambuca. And then <laughs> there was this sudden call saying, oh, we're going to get Jimmy in now. And it was him and he had to fall off a, a ladder. He was on he was on a wire, but he had to fall off a ladder. And it, it was the most fantastic scene was because he was he was pickled, which is not something that Jimmy would normally do. Obviously, we wouldn't be drunk doing that normally, um, but it was a very special occasion. Um, but I remember what I think it was one of the bloopers, and I can't remember what episode it was from. But Sean, who was on a um, he was on a, a, a trolley, he was supposed to be un unconscious or whatever. But his his phone went off. His phone always went off, and uh, yeah, so that was quite funny. But no, of course, I, I, who could not love being part of Blue Watch? Well, I think one of the lovely things about um, the character, Kate's character, is was ha her, she was capable. She's very capable physically, mentally. She was very capable. And like I say, I really like the balance between that and her actually still being um, being able to be female and be, you know. Um, so I would like to think that it was because of her capability. Um, but I think she had a good sense of humour. I think she was boisterous. I think she was bullshy. She didn't take any bull from anybody. I think there was there's there's there was also a slight 
element of sort of hierarchy and where does Kate as the female fit in that hierarchy so in terms of Colin still being sort of like the baby of the group um, and it's also that's 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 the way they they write things you know um, we all had our roles within the group as, as us as actors um, which I think replicated that same um, family feel you know um, and it is a family and it's like you, you become very much like like that as as real firefighters do you know you have to rely on each other you have to be very trusting of each other and that breeds a certain sort of intimacy and um, camaraderie you know so but I think I think that was it was, that's, that's it was just who we were uh, no I, I didn't have any involvement in the writing of storylines to be honest um, Possibly if I'd stayed longer that that might have influenced but like I said, I think they were very good the writers were fantastic and They know their stuff and It's not just about you and your your own character storylines It's about how they interplay with all the others. It's What's gone before and they know what's coming ahead as well so you know writing is a, a very particular and excellent it, it's a real skill so um i mean you can bandy ideas and things like that but i certainly i didn't feel the need to be honest they wrote her so brilliantly i didn't feel the need to change anything anyway really except maybe that like i say but i left them in the lurch by saying i was leaving um so they had to find they had to find a reason for me to go. I mean, thankfully they didn't kill me off and actually I could have come back possibly, but um, I just realized that I was never asked back, but that was no surprise, but anyway, um, yeah. Is there something I'd like to have seen? No, I think Kate was just such a fantastic character to play. Like I say, she, she, she went across the board you know, she was, um, I don't think, I don't think I'd have changed a thing about her. It would be interesting to know where she was now. And I, like I say, with your previous question, I would like to think that she had progressed and carried on in the fire service and have moved up the ranks and maybe been a little bit of a mover and shaker. Who knows? But I like to think that. But no, I wouldn't change. I wouldn't change a thing. Well, in terms of costume and makeup, there there really wasn't any. You know, I mean, costume was a uniform, makeup was the same as we all had, which was just out of necessity for the camera, um, which was just a very light base. And that was for technical, you know, reflect, you know, reflections, skin reflections, things like that. Uh, but there was no makeup, and the only the bit the, the big thing from the off and throughout was my hair, and um, 
so it was put up in a bun tidied away the whole the whole time it probably would have been easier to just cut it off but have it having gone from a problem to start with it then actually became a bit of a a thing to keep you know a lot of people commented oh she wouldn't be allowed in the force without you know without chopping the hair off and, and things like that um i am actually really pleased that that we got to keep it but the other thing of course was kate was northern she was she was it was it was the a, a bit of a start of a of, of of regional accents being allowed and it wasn't all london centric um and I can remember the, uh, she was a fantastic wardrobe mistress, don't get me wrong. Um, but I can remember when I went for the first meeting about costumes and stuff for Kate. And there was mention of a flat cap. And I, I can remember I, I did say, are you going to get me a whippet as well? Um, so no, no flat caps, none of that, <laughs> please. Um, I don't know if it was meant that way, but... Uh, yeah, no, it wasn't the, the stereotyping, you know, in the show that's about, that has a female character. And that's what I like about the show so much is that even though characters were really well defined, they weren't stereotypical. Um, and I think, I think that was really good. But one of the, um, as I just mentioned earlier about the, the, makeup department and these extraordinary things that they would create and one of the biggest one of the biggest makeup jobs i had if you like on on the show was being covered in porridge to look like pigeon poo so it was a, a shout where i'd i'd got sent down to 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 um in into this uh loft and arena of a whole load of and it was actually really uncomfortable porridge oats are supposed to be really good for your skin but not when they're sort of dried on in clumps and look like poo um so that was uh that was the biggest sort of makeup job if you like that i that i had uh done on me was the pigeon poo um as in my one regret was i didn't keep my boots my fire boots. Now, you know, anybody who's worn them will know they, it, 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 it takes blood, sweat and tears to get them to fit you and, 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 they, and they fit round your foot. And I'd had them since the first day of training and literally had bled into them. Um, and that, I would still have, I bet you they would still be perfect today. Steel toe capped. I would be able to wear them anywhere and they'd still do the job. Um, but I do regret leaving those behind. So. Oh, no, I mean, like I said earlier, I mean, Paul Knight was absolutely one of a kind. Jerry Clarkson, the same, and Jack Rosenthal, you know, these were incredible, innovative mavericks, actually, who weren't averse to breaking some rules in order to create and I think we've lost some of that in in some of in our television industry certainly like I say it would not it would just not be allowed to be made that they, they just wouldn't have it from from health and safety to the costs to 
the kind of the really close collaboration and in the, in the way that it it was collaborated on. There was a real mutual respect there. And it's down to Jack and the original cast, the original crew. It's it's one of the, you know, it's one of our classics of, of television and it's it's up there for me with you know the likes of Kez and all these other incredible films and television that and, and film and television makers who honed their skills and got their whole ethos from a period of real innovation and I'd, yeah it's, it that it just wouldn't have happened without them. Do you know my biggest my biggest memories of London's burning are there was never a bad day at, at work. Difficult at times, but you know, not in terms of like being a minor or a nurse. Um, but it pushed us, it pushed us physically, it pushed us as, as actors, it pushed us as people. They were the best crowd. Um, you know, lots of us are still in touch, even though we're sort of flung far and wide, we're still in touch, even if we're not meeting up every you know some some are still really close but everybody is still connected and i've certainly never had another job that's that's been that i think there's been one other where it's been there's been that close contact and that those relationships have continued and what i really love about it as well and in terms of memories is it's just such a huge part of my life and such a good part of my life and I will be forever grateful for it. So, um, but in terms of specific memories, some of them are just too naughty to share, sorry. <laughs> well, what I do now, so I am now a um, writer, producer, which I love. I'm just, writing's a bit of a new thing. Um, I still do voiceovers, so I've done a voiceover for a fantastic uh, documentary on this amazing woman, Shirley Baker, who's a female photographer in the in the sixties, who was wasn't credited with her work, and you'll all know her photographs of, of Manchester in the north. So in a way, I feel like I've kind of carried on that button but in a different way in terms of female equality that the show was so important at, at highlighting in such a fantastic way so there's Shirley Baker but I'm also a patron for Broxtow Women's Project and domestic abuse is a, a, a subject that's very close to my heart and I am an advocate for that and I've also written and co-produced with Figgis West and October 11 films, a pictures, a film called Love, question mark, which is a film to help towards the understanding of coercive control, what it means, what it looks like, the impact of it and the idea that, or the fact 
but coercive control is the beating heart of domestic violence and domestic abuse. And the amount of women, children and men who are killed both through direct physical violence and suicide, not only in this country but around the world, is an epidemic that we all need to get together on. So I love Shirley Baker, voiceovers. Um, I'm also getting into podcasts. So <laughs> I, I am a real technophobe actually, but I have discovered podcasts and YouTube and I'm working with a fantastic woman over in the States. Um, and we, we're just we're just launching a YouTube channel, which is anybody who knows me knows me, Sammy, will know that that's that's quite an alien thing for me. So yeah, here's to the next chapter. And but I feel like very much who I am now, what I do now, a big part of that stems from having been blessed with having been cast in London's Burning. And everything that that show taught me, the pe both people and the experience, at such a, a an early stage in my career. So. Well, thank you so much, and, and it's it's been a joy. It's been an honour to 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 be interviewed again. And actually, do you know what? It's brought back some fantastic memories. So thank you very much. <laughs>